Hello everyone. Greetings from Global Society of HSC Professionals. Uh, welcome to GSHP podcast series. I am Ashok Garlapati, Vice Chairman of Global Society of HSC Professionals. We welcome you to our third podcast focusing on health, safety and environmental issues. I invite our chairman Mr. Jeetu Patel who is a fellow of American Society of Safety Professionals to share his welcome remarks on this third podcast of GSHP. Mr. Jeetu. Thank you Ashok ji. Greetings and namaskar to all the listeners. I'm Jeetu Patel, a member of the governing council of the Global Society of Health, Safety and Environment Professionals in short GSHP which is not for profit health safety and environment professional organization registered in India but to serve the nations in the world GSHP's mission is to promote systems to protect human lives monetary assets environment and reducing economic losses production upsets and damage to environment its mission is also to help people come together in the community to create a sense of awareness understanding professional development support leadership to implement effective local national and international health and safety programs to eliminate injuries and sufferings to all living beings i'm proud of the gshp leadership for initiating and organizing the series of subject matter expert podcasts dealing with current issues this podcast is particularly of vital importance for providing the correct advice on how to manage risk in their respective business enterprise to reduce possibly eliminate workplace injuries related financial social and mental impacts on this episode of risk management we feature an executive who guided firms to achieve national and international successes the discussion is moderated by mr ashok garlapati vice chair gshp it's going to be really and i mean really interesting conversation friends we have opportunities for advancing the gshp mission of saving lives assets and running corporate businesses without any undesired operational disruptions with the guidance of the underwriters risk management guidelines let's work together for saving lives ashok ji please take the floor over to move the mission forward in this badly needed expert advice not just for in india but also globally thank you Thank you Mr. Jeetu Patel for your encouraging remarks. As you said today we have another subject matter expert Mr. Ram Prasad. He is a regional director of the Bharatri Infrastructure Insurance Brokers Private Limited. It is Bharatri Insurance Brokers Private Limited. He holds a degree a degree in business administration, PG diploma in management, Associate Insurance Institute India. Uh, principal officer uh, broker qualified person from national insurance academy of india he is also the executive committee member and chair insurance and risk management of our society global society of hsc professionals 
is the chairman of the subcommittee on risk management and insurance of Andhra Pradesh Chamber of Commerce and Industry Federation Vishakhapatnam he is a member of the Vaisag Harmony Committee government of Andhra Pradesh he is a central working committee member of Ishre Vaisag chapter he comes with a wide work experience of almost 35 years having worked in various industries including manufacturing and service industries he is an expert in commercial requirements of an enterprise with practical experience in risk management and advises enterprise on risk management and risk transfer through insurance and designing a proper insurance program as our chairman said he is a regular speaker on risk management safety and insurance across various trade trade and industry bodies mr ramprasad ji we welcome you for our podcast series and first we would like to thank you for sharing your expertise on risk management in enterprises uh, in fact we have received several questions from our members so before we take on questions uh, kindly share your introductory remarks on the today's topic uh, ramprasad ji good evening and namaskar uh, mr ashok garlapati vice chairman uh, jitu patel ji chairman gshp dr kamal soy president gshp it's indeed an honor and pleasure to address the world across on risk management and safety and i completely agree with the remarks by chairman jitu patel as well as ashok ji that gshp is indeed involved in such a great service to the community and society at large across the globe uh, we have been seeing a lot and reading about a lot of accidents and loss of life happening across the world more specifically india and uh, this set us thinking as to what is going wrong and what can be done and thus the idea of talking on risk management and insurance support available came up and uh, this gave us the impetus to start this discussion today i now welcome questions uh, ashok ji thank you mr ramprasad ji for uh, putting a platform for today's podcast the first question and the basic question we have received from many of our members asking about <coughs> what is risk management and how it is important for enterprises and businesses and how insurance can help in this process that's a basic question dr ji uh you have laid the right question to start a very interesting discussion ashok ji uh almost every activity involves a risk a simple act of crossing a road cooking food at home or having a bath and so many other such simple activities involve risk at each and every stage and people take measures to carry out their activities in a very safe manner without any injury for example people wait at the signals for it to turn green or a walk before they start crossing a road there are uh, a bathroom is washed regularly so that there is no sleeping happening inside of a bathroom while taking a bath such other steps are routinely taken however when you come to the industries and enterprises the scenario is different each and every act or a non action inaction by an enterprise has an impact just not on the owner of the enterprise but also many of them in and around them decisions which will involve statutory requirements employees financial implications safety of workers and the society at large and the country at large 
and a business right. enterprise plays a very major role in the growth development and existence of a country and hence for them to continue to be of service to the country risk management becomes a very critical aspect of enterprise now having said these few words as opening remarks the process of risk management essentially involves five steps one is identify the risk understand what the risk that can uh, that the organization or the business is exposed to in its operating environment analyze the risk and see what decisions need to be taken evaluate or rank the risk in terms of the priority or in terms of seriousness or in terms of the risk uh, in terms of the danger treat the risk how to treat it whether we, there are so many methods involved which we will go which we will review as we go further monitor and review the risk now these are the five essential okay. steps that are uh, well said required. well said Good. yes now having carried out the above steps let me brief you on what is next the first step is avoidance avoidance means not participating in activities that could harm the enterprise or the individual for example mm-hmm. we have seen the temporary closure of businesses during covid lockdown is a good example when avoidance of or not participating in any activity was expected to reduce impact of covid the next aspect is the retention retention acknowledges okay. the inevitability of certain risks for example mm-hmm. manufacture of firecrackers sivakasi in india is a very known place for manufacture of firecrackers and a large amount of exports take place and from yes, the, in tamil nadu yes, yes in tamil nadu and uh, across the board including insurers consider firecrackers or manufacturing of firecrackers a high risk industry but the business exactly. is still operated knowing that the risk is there and this is risk retention mm-hmm. similarly people investing in stock markets are aware that they may lose money it's more of a jugad mm. as we say in india but still they are okay. <laughs> they are still aware that they could lose money and uh, you hear uh, big bulls and uh, what not they still participate in the stock markets now that is your retention risk something like appetite risk appetite risk. we can say no risk appetite is possibly the capacity to absorb or take a risk or the extent of which you can take a risk okay how okay. it's a good question that you have asked for example in the, when you come to the insurance industry where i am more uh, comfortable there are mm-hmm. insurance companies which agree to take certain risks some of them do not agree to take certain risks therefore it depends the okay. insurance company tells me sir we don't have a risk appetite for this particular risk or this particular mm-hmm. uh, activity no. so that okay. is a risk appetite willing to take a chance is a risk appetite okay now we come to risk sharing risk sharing is nothing mm-hmm. but distributing or letting someone else use your portion of something the best example that i could think of is car pooling car pooling is a very good example of risk sharing uh, another good example i can think of is you know when people put up a huge mega projects so of 1000 crores 2000 crores 5000 crores there is okay. possibly not a single bank who wishes to take that kind of an exposure i see in such a situation what happens is about four or five banks join together Mm-hmm. each one agree to fund that project according to their own risk appetite now now here comes the risk appetite 
okay. based on their lending capacity or their uh, level of exposure five or six bankers form a consortium to lend money for the project now that is the sharing the last and final step is the transferring of the risk risk transfer is simply involving is involves transferring only the risk to another person for a price and uh, okay. ashok ji as we discussed sometime earlier the international mm-hmm. oil and gas producers association in uk where uh, you were uh, sharing the information about 80% of the oil and gas companies transfer their risk to the contracting companies true that's a that's a current phenomena actually yes exactly correct yes now when we talk about uh, iogp what flashes my mind is the uh, suez canal incident where the vessel got stuck the biggest container cargo carrying recent vessel one. recent one uh, yes, one week yes. there was a disruption now what interesting information i found over there is that the owners of the ship are somebody else mm-hmm. the operators are somebody else the mm-hmm. cargo the 18000 odd containers which were there belongs to somebody and the contents okay. inside the containers again belongs to somebody many people maybe multiple yes. agencies <laughs> are involved and to top it all it is the swiss canal authority who has the rights and toll uh, charges uh, rights of toll collection on the road mm-hmm. now according to this morning's information which was shared in the industry circles the total loss or claims are expected to touch about 10 billion dollars for this whole incident <clears throat> and it is only an insurance company unless they were adequately and properly insured this amount of compensation is possibly going to be met of course after due negotiation so this is a example of insurance or a risk transfer wherein the buyer of the insurance transfers his risk to an insurance company the other steps that are followed is generally loss prevention and reduction mm-hmm. by way of safety audits has of studies mock drills and simulations controlling awareness and controlling the incident controlling <coughs> yeah okay got it got it thank you thank you ramprasad ji for enlightening with that uh, detailed information on the how the different steps can help in the risk management process another important uh, question we have received is that uh, uh, can you please highlight on how enterprises and industries should manage their risks and what care is to be taken while uh, choosing their insurance uh, programs or something a very good like question that. once again the second question is also a very vital one see in the earlier question we had discussed <clears throat> on the various methods and options available to an enterprise but the method suggested except risk transfer that is the insurance True. portion all other steps taken are by way of a risk reduction and risk mitigation mm-hmm. and i would be probably inclined to call them as soft measures but mm-hmm. the reality is that the catastrophic accidents happen suddenly okay there is no whatsapp message there is no email and it is more like mm-hmm. no advance notice <laughs> no zoom meeting it will not give any advance notice <laughs> yeah Uh, and yes. uninvited unwanted <laughs> guest true 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 <laughs> uh, last month entire power plants were washed away in uttarakhand yeah. in india in a matter of minutes due to a glacier burst major disaster that and was a major major disaster yes i remember that yeah. lg polymers plant in vishakhapatnam had a gas leak 
in the early hours leading to a lot of uh, uh, human loss of life mm-hmm. accidents in hospitals which we have been reading and we spoke earlier about this in one of our webinars uh, probably last month so where there are so many accidents happening and loss of precious lives true so the question coming to answer your question how should an enterprise manager risk prevention is better than cure and we have heard uh, our elders say this prevention is better than cure and another saying which we have heard during our school days is stitch in time saves nine so regular safety audits training to the workers <laughs> and the maintenance personnel especially of the key safety systems mm. regular maintenance for example in the lg incident a gasket gasket failed to work or a safety valve did not work failed to release therefore it was a clear case of lack of maintenance especially the key safety okay. systems like gasket safety valves fire alarms and sprinkler mm-hmm. system fire extinguishers we have seen a lot of units having a water tank fire water uh, water tank with water for fire fighting in my personal visits to units on inspections i have seen that there is no water in the water tank the jockey motors never work wow so these are all something which is the prevention nothing big about I it see. routine oiling routine servicing is enough within our hands so exactly. the next it method is, is our an emergency response say. team from among the employees yes. which comprises of operators managers safety engineers and process control teams who will be adequately trained and to act in a emergency response situation mm-hmm. emergency uh, emergency situation will form a core uh, response team the next thing what we found in our uh, uh, you know various visits across the board across industries is that safety cannot be a once in a year event with posters and banners and someone making a speech on world safety day this has to form a basic work culture in every enterprise mm-hmm, safety mm-hmm. should not be a hierarchy driven but from a core value of the enterprise mm-hmm. across all levels vertical and horizontal only then things will work and it stops at the right at the exactly. top and then only things will work yes outermost worker in the chain there are large number of rules from the government side more than you know more than you know and there are so many changes and amendments being made on almost daily basis a number of rules are not possible to comply with permits and approvals are very difficult it's a herculean task so most yeah. units i have seen in a practical way that they simply file their application and then start operations they don't wait for any approval because the process has become so difficult to comply and carry out so i think industry bodies and trade bodies must possibly represent to the government on behalf of the various industries to simplify rules and regulations make them implementable and involve the industries and take the industry mm-hmm. into confidence so that they are the ones who yeah. know practical problems that are being faced in a proper safety culture in an organization somebody sitting in the air condition room yeah maybe they can involve uh... Yeah, yes. maybe maybe they can involve the because somebody sitting in an air conditioned room who doesn't know anything simply in, cannot frame yes, rules yeah. and regulations which are beyond the normal capacities of uh, industries to comply. Industry has to be exactly. involved in any such activity, ensure compliance, mm-hmm. ease of compliance, and reward the ones who comply. 
to trade bodies, industry associations, or bodies like GSHP, as you mentioned okay. just now, would probably should be involved in taking up these challenges and issues faced by the, the yeah. industries, in the interest of the common man, in the interest of the society at large, in the interest of safety of human lives, and collective and common redress solutions has to be discussed upon. The next area where an enterprise fails is a lack of business okay. continuity plan mm-hmm. or a disaster management plan, which has which has to be in place for mm-hmm. organizations to enable them face a catastrophe. It is a need of the hour, in fact. Yes. So, a moment a disaster, an accident, major accident happens, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is no coordination within the company, within that organization, on what exactly needs to be done next. So, business continuity and a disaster management plan has to form a core, uh, you know, guideline for every unit, especially major units involved in chemicals and uh, these kind of dangerous operations, petrochemical industries, is something that is required. And insurance, uh, while we will be talking about insurance, insurance is one solution that can help an enterprise survive a catastrophic accident, provided the policy is correct and gap-free. You would also be interested to know, Ashokji Jitubai, that an insurance policy is a legal contract and hence it is mm-hmm. legally enforceable in a court of law. And the okay. policy of Kevet Emptor, buyer beware, is very much applicable in an insurance policy. But the problem is that most enterprises are not aware of how an insurance policy mm. needs to be worded. Gaps or as you said, traps are written to the policy by an insurance company. Essentially, insurance companies are also a business entity and not there to do charity or be flexible in the claims. So, they would lay certain traps and there are also a number of products and extensions available within the overall uh, policy. Many units in India, Ashokji, Jitubai, I think being in US, you would be aware that uh, business interruption or fire loss of profits is a standard optional extension which is provided by every insurance company. The unfortunate situation here is that it's a case of nonchalance and the feeling is nothing will happen to me attitude also called complacency. Mm. This is where, this is exactly where enterprises should manage their risk and the care that is to be taken in their insurance program. True. In fact, insurance is not only the media, but there are so many other internal things which enterprises should do it to manage the risk. So, very well said. Thank you, Ram Prasadji. And most of the time, our members have raised a common question. Of course, it's not only the professional people, but even a common man always <laughs> thinks that why do claims never get it settled in full? As you said, there are so many regulations. So, most people have expressed unhappiness with the claim settlement process. Uh, Why is it uh, so? This is, exactly this is where it gets very interesting, Ashokji. You have a policy, you have a policy, you have paid a premium, you feel very satisfied that uh, <laughs> things are going fine. Yeah. But the, the inside story, as an insurance man, I can share you the inside Correct. story. <laughs> An insurance policy has the following aspects to it. Mm-hmm. And these has to be looked into. One is the coverage. Next is okay. the warranties. Number three is the conditions. Number mm. four, the exclusions. Now, 
I will at some other point in time show okay. you live uh, practical okay. example on pay on the first page which is the coverage the first one or two pages where it is the coverage. The insurer will agree to provide the coverage, and three pages okay. down the line he will tell you a list of uh, he will list down certain point which will say exclusions. So on page one you will have a coverage on page four you will have the exclusions you mm-hmm. must know which to read and how and what. Commonly made errors and mistakes while awaiting an insurance policy. The first one is adequacy. Yeah. The sum insured does not represent the reinstatement value or the cost of mm-hmm. exactly similar new asset on today's price. Many of the businesses are not aware that your insurance policy mm-hmm. provides new for old, new for old. So that is where the question of adequacy comes in. Okay. Now this results in case the sum insured does not represent the reinstatement okay. value or the cost of an exact similar new asset then this results in under insurance in a claim situation. Mm-hmm. So if you ask somebody who has had problems in his claim settlement the first thing they'll tell you is the insurance company cut away so much of money from my under insurance. And uh, because of this lack of knowledge there are a lot mm. of enterprises who either insure their value at a book value, that is a gross block value, or a return down value, which they say even their chartered accountants are not aware as to how this is done. Mm-hmm. They insure them on the book value, return down value, saying that this is the value I have given to my income tax. And they never and they don't wish to listen. That is the first problem. The second point is the basis of settlement. Yeah. <laughs> Now, okay. insurance policies have a provision to settle a claim either on a market value basis, that is a depreciated mm-hmm. basis, or on a reinstatement basis. Now, this needs to be agreed mutually and suitably True. written even at the inception of the policy. So, in case this and this is not charged, incidentally, Ashokji. Okay. There is no charge for ins, uh, for having a reinstatement clause attached or written into the policy. It is no, it is no cost at all. But ninety-five percent of the insurers simply don't do it because it, for them, a claim settlements become much cheaper, much lesser. So the absence of this will result in a depreciation being applied at approximately okay. five okay. to eight percent per year in a claim situation. So imagine a unit is 10, 12 years old. They don't have mm-hmm. this uh, uh, reinstatement agreed upon and inserted or attached into the policy. Mm-hmm. They may lose this much about, uh, let us say, even of a seven percent average okay. per annum. So, if it is about uh, uh, ten years, seventy percent of the claim is gone depreciation. Mm. Mm. No, no, this is not nothing. No claim bonus is app- applicable only in a health insurance policy or a motor <laughs> insurance policy. Now, this is a clause. Mm-hmm. I will again repeat it. What okay, is known as okay. a reinstatement value clause. Mm-hmm. So when I say mm-hmm. a reinstatement value clause policy, I it see. means that okay. the insurance company agrees to give me a new for the old, mm-hmm. and he will not uh, charge a depreciation on my claims settlements. Mm-hmm. He may charge me under insurance, but he cannot charge me depreciation. Okay. <clears throat> So this is nothing to do with the no no claim bonus. This is a clause see, which see. is agreed that I agree to give you a new asset for the old one without charging you depreciation. 
as simple as that exactly exactly good 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 to yes. know that uh, the new terms and other things you know we need to be very very careful in uh, while signing the documents or you know particularly insurance clauses and other things so Last thank you for the warranties providing warranties some insight into the issue and the risk yeah that is either okay. to do or not to do something for example a policy will carry a basement exposure okay okay it simply means that anything mm-hmm. uh, any assets in the basement for example it could be your mm-hmm. dg mm-hmm. set or it could be some uh, accounts office or admin office or whatever so if anything is there if 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 a warranty is imposed mm-hmm. in a policy mm-hmm. and it is not complied with then there is going to be a problem okay another example which would be more comfortable with is your fire extinguisher appliances warranty the insurance will lay down a condition saying fea warranty it okay. means that a reasonable fair number of fire extinguisher appliances must be installed mm-hmm. in the premises so if the if it is not done it is a breach of warranty and therefore the claim will become sticky okay and the last one is on exclusions where it is very clear that in the beginning the insurers will say that certain things or certain accidents are completely excluded or will not be covered for example in a health insurance policy there is a first year exclusion second year exclusion third year exclusion you would have heard of this okay so yeah, yeah. we, we normally don't put some more attention to it in fact <laughs> So these are the four major reasons due to which a claim is not settled satisfactorily yeah, or in full yeah. and with the unhappiness of our friends. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for uh, providing uh, good insight into the issue of non-settlement in full. Thank you. And uh, moving ahead, uh, there are uh, some more questions related to the Uh, either many individuals or the organizations who always considers insurance is a waste of uh, money waste of efforts so that's the myth people are having it uh, what are your views on that uh, particular well, that's uh, a lovely thinking of the people you know at as the well beginning as organizations. of this podcast when we started you asked me something about called a risk appetite <laughs> the unfortunate situation is that Correct. most individuals and enterprises without knowing what their risk appetite is simply don't care about the insurance so they are having a risk appetite without knowing what the risk is <laughs> mm-hmm. therefore they feel there is a waste of money okay the second one is there is a bank requirement <coughs> yes. due to loan exposure and if anything happens it is the bank that has to take care of it Another view point exactly. is it's a piece of paper for which money has to be paid once a year. Mm-hmm. So the moment you pay the money and get that uh, piece of paper, it goes into the bureau mm-hmm. or the almira. Mm-hmm. That's it. Ignorance of the importance of insurance, the extensions, warranties, exclusions, mm-hmm. and conditions. A bitter claims experience, or a part of an audit requirement, because one of the first things an audit fellow will do is where is your insurance mm-hmm. policy. yeah most and of the time finally, yes 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 there is an insistence by correct, a buyer correct. or a condition laid on in a contract for example when you execute your projects oil projects or any such projects 
one of the conditions in the contract would talk about the insurance okay. requirement now probably one or two pages would be written on insurance requirements so these are the situations which people feel but exactly the yes. enterprise or the individual has not understood is a catastrophic event example in a life insurance forget this investment or money back and all that that man should think for a mm-hmm. minute if i die tomorrow what happens mm-hmm. to my family we will they be able to manage at least a reasonable lifestyle yes, or yes. a same lifestyle which he has been giving them all these years likewise an enterprise what happens if he is not able to manage the expenses exactly. following an accident uh you know something in kudurt cyclone in 2014 in visakhapatnam mm-hmm. i am personally aware of about 75 msme units getting wiped out because they did not yes. have the money to start the factory unit back there was no insurance or an improper insurance mm-hmm. because there was no insurance probably Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. So, <clears throat> thank you, Rampasaji, on that uh, particular aspect of, uh, uh, I mean, the myth of the among the people and as well as the organizations about the insurance. Uh, moving forward, uh, we, as you know, we have a uh, many GSHP members working in different uh, sectors. You know, oil sector, construction sector, and other things. So. so many people asked about uh, uh, on the insurance provisions as well as the compensation available for the workers getting disabled or getting diseased during workplace accidents you know particularly uh, can you highlight yes. on the particularly on the rightly, indian context rightly, rightly because it varies from the country to country every country has their own so, regulations yeah <clears throat> now coming to the indian context first is the unorganized labor which we are very yep. we, we have seen we do see a lot of unorganized labor working like in the construction sites casual workers on daily wage basis so for these people mm-hmm. the law itself is there is a provision in the law statute that such of these people need to be covered under what is known as an employees compensation insurance mm-hmm. which was earlier called the workman's compensation insurance now this Okay. Uh, ECI or Employees Compensation Insurance provides for compensation okay. to the worker by way of an award by the Labour Commissioner, and this award is arrived at by considering the age, education, uh, qualification, okay. type of job, years of service, skill set, etc. And as I uh, address mm-hmm. this uh, event today, the wage is minimum wage mm-hmm. is considered at five thousand, fifteen thousand per month, notwithstanding what he is actually drawing. but for those who are drawing 15000 and okay. above then the actual wage is uh, calculated okay. first 15000 is the benchmark base base mark baseline and then Take above that okay. there is a table or a chart applied base baseline yes and uh, very interesting thing 3 years ago this law was again amended to define mm-hmm. not just worker but all employees right to the mdd company is considered an employee it is no longer a workman's compensation it is an employee compensation mm-hmm. very good so as i mentioned those drawing above 15000 wages is earned and declared and premium paid accordingly they also it also provides for disablement and death of an employee whilst and during the course okay. of employment uh loss of limbs medical expenses so on and so forth mm-hmm. and a multiplication factor the main thing is it mm-hmm. is whilst and during the course of employment okay. that is the key condition 
Yes, and the interesting court ruling, multiple court rulings. So he should be on the job. The employee boards a bus to reach the factory, or if his normal mode of transport is by a two-wheeler or by his own car, which is the normal course, Mm -hmm. there is no deviation. He starts from home, reaches his workplace, leaves the workplace, reaches home. Okay. Is also considered to be during the course of employment. He okay. goes to the bank for depositing money, or he goes to some other company for carrying out his I official see. responsibility. These are all considered as during the course of employment, and just not in the factory. So there is a multiplication factor okay. which is applied. It's a job purpose. And okay. um, very interesting, okay. or most importantly, it also provides statutory protection to the mm-hmm. companies under the following three statutes. The Workmen's Compensation Act of 1923, Fatal Accidents Act of 1855, and under mm-hmm. Common Law. Mm-hmm. So this is the first of the uh, uh, insurance support available for the mm-hmm. neighbors and employer workers. The next provision is the Employee State Insurance or ESIC, which you might have heard. Condition okay. being minimum of 10 employees and more is required to uh, uh, initiate the scheme. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Provides a comprehensive insurance cover for the employees drawing a monthly income of below twenty-one thousand, mm-hmm. and permanent employees because the, in the above case we we spoke about the provisions okay. for casual laborers and contract workers. Now here it is employees. So below twenty-one thousand, broadly the coverage is for hospitalization, medical treatment, okay. disability, and death for self, and coverage for the family. The premium is the percentage of the salary which mm-hmm. is jointly paid with the employer and the employee to the ESIC. Okay. And the next one with some organizations offer on a voluntary basis is a pure term life insurance policy where the premium is very less and the policy responds okay. only in the event of a death of an employee and makes mm-hmm. arrangement for a lump sum payment. Which could be x times the monthly salary of the person. It could be anywhere between 20 times, 50 mm-hmm. times, 75 times of the monthly salary. Is a pure term policy. And of course, there is a group accident uh, okay. policy, group person group personal accident insurance policy, which provides for a lump sum amount in the event of death. And addition to the other, addition oh, this to this is all uh, this. Now, pure term is a fixed sum insured for in the event of a death purely voluntary from an organization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Group personal accident is again a voluntary insurance program. Okay. Provides for death following any accident to an employee on a lump sum basis or as a times the number of salary. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ESI and workman's compensation, employee's compensation insurance is a statutory. Okay. So these are the schemes available for uh, protecting lives. Mm-hmm. That's that's good to know because there are so many uh, layers of uh, insurance provisions for the employees uh, in right. the Indian context. Yeah, that's good to know. I think this is a good information. I'm sure more information can be uh, available from you when anybody reaches us for more information. We'll pass on to you. So sure. that's one thing. Yes, yes. Uh, one more thing, uh, Doctor. I mean, Ramprasadji, about the current uh, global pandemic, you know, which is COVID-19, which has turned the world upside down. Everybody knows about it. Every one individual got affected 
by this pandemic either financially or the personal loss or so many ways how did the insurance industry supported the needed people like individuals or the organization particularly during this pandemic time can you please elaborate on that sir uh thank you very much it's a very personal question that you have asked because i was on the forefront during this time mm-hmm. see by and large the insurance industry was very active with encouragement from the government as well as the irda the regulator did mm-hmm. a good job during these difficult times okay one of the first things that happened is they made insurance industry a broad insurance industry and the essential services Mm-hmm. and uh, many most of us were allowed the option of obtaining a pass to move around to take okay. care of insurance requirements yeah so we were hands on during this period as an insurance uh, entity mm-hmm. obviously and, <laughs> yes. and uh, full mass to the regulator irda as well as to the government because a large number of rules regulations were relaxed Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to enable insurance companies to proactively settle claims especially health claims okay and covid was included as an ailment allowing treatment in the starting stages in some insurance companies put up a saying that no no this is not done not done and all that but the regulator came down very heavily and said covid has to be provided uh, treatment in the hospitals okay okay and in addition to new covid exclusive policies were introduced by the ird or rather directed the insurers to introduce two new mm-hmm. products mm-hmm. one was the corona coverage which provided for hospitalization mm-hmm. or treatment for covid i would rather say treatment for covid mm-hmm. including home treatment if required i see and corona rakshak which was a benefit policy which provided for a lump sum payment of uh, compensation ஐசிஎல்ஸ்ட்ரேட் okay so with 33 insurance companies at least 20 25 of them were uh, they introduced the product very quickly I mean, it was mandatory for them okay some of them soft peddled it but a lot of them did introduce it and as i said treatment was flexible it could be either at a government hospital a private hospital home treatment any kind of treatment was permitted both the reimbursement as well as cashless likewise in the health and vehicle insurance policies were extended for their validity by almost 6 to 8 months during this period oh that's good to know so they were considered as held valid although they might have expired they were continued okay. to hold okay. as valid digitization mm-hmm. took place very rapidly and many ground breaking regulations were introduced very good very good so today the industry is still very suddenly shifted actively actively changed gears and now most of it is digitalized very good very good touch free paper touch free. free yeah yes <laughs> surveys have become uh, virtual accident surveys okay okay so that is how the industry responded and i think the industry did respond very well and very good <laughs> raising to the occasion that's what raising i, I call occasion. it you know yes absolutely correct thank you thank you thank you ram prasad ji and uh, 
for enlightening on the risk management how this can be managed you know and again insurance uh, plays a major role in that aspect so i would like to i mean before i conclude i request our jitu patel to have a some concluding remarks as well as a sum up of our discussion today so jitu patel what can i say ashok ji it was extremely impressive and informative question answer session however i want to thank all those who provided questions that are relevant and of significant importance for all nations in 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 the world i also want to thank gshp leaders for initiating and executing the podcast for benefit of gshp community who in turn would share with all fellow beings in their network encouraging to follow the advice to do the right thing our collective and sincerest appreciation to mr n ramprasad ji chairman of risk management and insurance committee of sharing his profound professional expertise by answering all the raised questions and concerns with eye opening advice we are indeed very grateful to him for his most valued best industry practices in understanding the associated hazards and how to manage those risks proactively especially you just heard during the most difficult times of covid-19 pandemic globally exactly my last word is risk assessment and risk management that is professionally guided monitored and protected by the third party underwriters insurers are the center focus in running the business enterprise they are our hopes and aspirations for a safer and progressively prosperous future making a significant difference to the fabric of our society ambassador ji thank you for showing us and ashok ji thank you for organizing and moderating this outstanding podcast and both of you gshp is grateful for who you are and what you both do for the leadership as well as the community at large thank you all very much thank you mr jitu patel uh, before i extend my concluding remarks i would like to request mr ram prasad ji if anybody wants to reach out to you how can they reach out by email or by um, in, can can they reach out through gshp and uh, we can send it to you something like that yes uh, thank you so much thank you gshp jitu bhai patel chairman gshp ashok ji vice chairman president dr kamal soy for inviting me and giving me this opportunity and i am hopeful that the listeners will find it helpful and uh, supportive in all their actions gshp members can reach me out for any clarification related to risk management insurance aspects uh, my email id i think can be shared by you at the end of this uh, ashok ji okay. armor.ramprasad@gmail.com Perfect, perfect and my mobile number please do share it's a pleasure to be of service to humanity certainly certainly we will do that thank you thank you very much and uh, in the end i just want to on uh, extend our deep appreciation on behalf of gshp for sharing your knowledge on the risk management and insurance aspect 
I request all listeners to reach out to GSHP for further clarifications if any and of course Mr Ram Prasad ji already shared his uh, email id but you can also reach out to GSHP through our website as well as there are several members on the website so we are always here to support uh, all our uh, fellow professionals uh, in the GSHP platform thank you very much have a, uh, a nice uh, weekend and enjoy your um, in the rest of the day wherever you are which are part of the world you are and uh, we will we will catch up again in the next podcast series with an interesting topic thank you very much good night to you all thank you